Hello and welcome to Britpop Bantar. My name is Kevin. I'm Wesley. <laughs> Episode 40, bloody seven. Wow. I know, wow. With five, well, after this, it'll be four to go. Oh. And then you're on your holly bags. I am. <laughs> We're both on the holly All bags. All the way back to Scotland. Unbelievable. All right, so um, <clears throat> this is a goodwill out. Episode 47. And I'll come clean. There's nothing in between you and me. So let me go my way. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> Straight into it. Because it's one of the best lyrics ever. Ah. Uh, it is. I'll talk about it. Just let it go. Let's no, no, no. Go. You've come off. See, we're going to get started already. But you come off of the lyrical genius of the Mannix into this. It's a, it's a bit cliched, this album. You're a bit cliched. <laughs> and off we go. Um, so Twitter and Facebook, we're at BritpopBanter, BritpopBanter at gmail.com. All views expressed on this podcast are 100% our own. And while we poke fun at some bands and our artists, we appreciate their talent and sacrifice to create these albums. The Mannix last week. Oh, titchy. <laughs> <laughs> talk to me, talk to me. What do you, what do you mean by that? Um, Titchy People either love them or they don't I I liked I loved Twitter this week I have to say Because people came at you people, Yeah but did you notice that then I would argue Then it would be fine And you never actually butted in when you were getting slagged off I don't, I don't care to, yeah. I don't care <laughs> Whatever I, I stand my not... ground I stand my ground I'm not going to waver You wavered When I was getting slagged off Or I was getting the one that was getting hammered About the fact it's not a final hurrah you don't think it's a final hurrah either I just let it go I just got whatever. No you don't what I love it Bit of banter No I know But this is Okay this is what This is me and you Right I'm a little bit Okay I can see where you're coming from You're like Nah And you just And I just No I just Okay whatever Yeah But I, I do think You know there was a comment around you Having your Oasis goggles on Which is so true So true I don't think that's a fair thing though Because it's not I appreciate that the songs that people have spoken about aren't great. I've said that, but they mean something to me. So it's not goggles. I don't go, she's electric is the best thing I've ever heard in my life, because that keeps getting brought up. I know it's not. (laughs) But as I put nicely and people understood was, it means something to me, so I will always think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I was sat here saying, by the way, uh, she's electric is musical genius and you're all morons, uh, that's a different story. (laughs) Or if I think every single song that Oasis wrote is amazing I don't think that Hmm. there is and a lot of their albums especially the later ones a ton of filler who? in Oasis right down the late that absolutely is but they'll always have a special place in my heart and they always will Mm -hmm. and I don't think I'd be doing this podcast if it wasn't for Oasis and so that's the fact I wouldn't be I wouldn't have had the love of Britpop or these other bands or even discovered half of these bands if it wasn't for Oasis. So yeah, okay. they will always be that place in my heart. You'll always have the goggles on. No, because goggles would mean that I'm sat here going, that's amazing, like you're blinded. I'm very aware of their musical shortcomings. Okay. I just will always have a f- soft spot and a fondness. Yeah. But I can, I can actually call it when it's not great. So She's Electric isn't their best song, but I always remember laughing at that and the lyrics and it just making me happy. Okay. And so then that's why I back it. Because I go, it's, a, it's special to me. I'm not saying 
I mean, by far, it's certainly... I wouldn't even put it on a... It wouldn't even be my top 20 list of Oasis songs musically. Yeah, yeah. But it did always make me laugh and it takes me back. Okay. And so, if I was sitting here saying there's no band like Oasis and no one's written a song like them, you may all, you're all deaf. <laughs> I'd get it. But I'm not. They just will always have that... They were just that band that turned it for me. Okay. All right, okay. And you Good. have your band and we'll probably talk about them. Oh, Good, so, good explanation. Going back to the Manics, though. Has has any sort of the, the feedback that you've seen come through in the episode swayed your view a little bit? Do you think you might have been a little bit too... I mean, you said that the album was a lot of filler. It does. Just, I still think that. There's uh, two or three songs that I think don't need to be there. Okay. So you haven't been swayed at all? No. Not at all? Nope. What about this album? Are you excited to talk about this album? Very. Very excited. Do you know why? Can I just say, can I honestly just say, these two albums will, and these two episodes will genuinely show what this podcast is about. Because this is not NME, given its musical, like, prowess, and oh my god, and it took me, like, it's amazing music and it's the best thing. This is genuinely how we started this, was albums that we love, that we knew somewhere down the track people would be, oh, what are you talking about? Yeah, okay. And everyone's like that. You cannot talk about everything must go like that. I can. Um, you yeah, can't talk. Okay. About, and this is like, these two episodes are exactly that. Mm. And Andy on Twitter today summed it up, and he said that's the reason he finds that this the whole podcast interesting mm. is because of this. Because if we were just to do the top fifty albums of all time that Pitchfork have done and Enemy have done, it's the same stuff, churned yeah. and churned and churned. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of those albums will be in there. Yeah, for sure. But it's, I think it's these episodes where we're that turns it on its bit, head. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we're a bit different. Yeah. And so this is where I begin. I love it. Because everyone's like that. You must be mad. You didn't even have blood in your top ten. You're trying to tell me that Embrace is better than Pulp. <laughs> and you think there's filler and everything must go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So all <laughs> of that. Hashtag conviction. Yes. And it's because it's what is special to us. Yeah, and what okay. we love and what, I don't know. And it's a different way of looking at it. Yeah, okay. Good. Look at you. You're up for this episode, aren't you? Yeah. You're pumped. Yeah, I really am. Good on you. Well, should we keep this going with the challenge that we had? Oh, yes, please. <laughs> this was amazing. <laughs> so what was the challenge? Depeche Mode. Okay. I'm, I'm keen to hear what you think about this one. So what did you think I would get? So this playlist, let's think about it as an album. So Chesh created the playlist, yes, right? Yes, yep. Okay. Great playlist, Chesh, honestly. Okay. So as an, if this was an album, what do you think I would... So how do you think I would give this? What's your gut telling you? Seven. Let's see if you're right. Should we do the usual? Yeah. So thank you for doing this. This, this was an interesting challenge. I don't want to give it away, right? Right, so uh, world starts with world in my eyes. My comments. Oh, the start. It's very craft work. I dig this. Good start. Reminded me, and I'm going to say this a few times, reminded me of Mercury Machine, who they cite as Depeche Mode as one of their greatest influences. Really dug the chorus. Good start to the playlist. Seven out of ten. Same. Good start. Seven out of ten. Great song. Great beat, great um, ambience. <laughs> like, just that feeling it gives you, don't you think? It's a good start. Good start. Great start. Okay. Boom. Walking in my shoes. 
solid again on par with the previous thing uh previous song the synth before the chorus and the solo at the three minute mark are excellent again seven out of ten absolutely love this song really great synth great lyrics yeah um clever lyrics um one of my favorites eight out of ten Whoa. a question of lust not a massive fan of this one Drop in quality here. It's not awful, but it's not great either. Can't decide if it's awesome as in a Stranger Things sound or it's cheesy enough. Five out of ten. Oh, I did put, I said, look, it's 80-ish. Yeah. Twang. Yep. To it. Um, not awful, but not, probably one of my least favourite in the playlist. Agreed. Six out of ten. Uh, it is my least favourite in the playlist, so we are on par. Condemnation. Better than the last song, but not as good as the first two. Please make this playlist pick back up. Six out of ten. I like Condemnation. I think it's a solid song. And? Seven out of ten. Yeah, okay. All right. We're one step behind each other here. Personal Jesus. touch me. Boom. Exactly what this needed. Absolute belter of a song. So far, I'm on board with the actual placement of the songs as well. You started really high in the album, a couple of big hits. You've had a lull and then bang, punch to the face with Personal Jesus. Well done. Uh, nine out of ten. There are two other so- remixes of this, which I which I love, which is the Eric Pride's remix of this, which is just... Phenomenal. Never heard that. Oh, it's amazing. Amazing. Marilyn Manson done a remix of this as well. Well, a cover of it, I should say. You will not like that. But I I dig it. I dig it. Uh, So 9 out of 10 for me. 9 out of 10. Great song. Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're thinking of Depeche Mode, that's one of the ones that you think about. Enjoy the silence. Great, great song. Slightly, slightly better than Personal Jesus, but just. I'm not sure if it's the 10. It maybe is. Let me have a think about it. Wait a minute. It was released in 1990 and still sounds awesome. You can have my 10. 10 out of 10 for me. <laughs> all I ever wanted, all I ever needed is here. It still in sounds great, arms. right? Words are very unnecessary. They can only do harm. You're in such a good mood. I really am. Jeez. Because this is great. 10 uh, out of 10. 10 I told out of 10. you there was a 10. There's a 10. Shake the Disease, another one that reminds me, reminds me of Mercury Machine. And don't come at me. I know it's the other way around. But Mercury Machine, can I just say, is probably, it's one of my favourite albums of the year. Same. I just, I listen to it all the time. Same. Amazing. And this is why, because you remember when we said it, and I went, they sound like Depeche Mode, and you're like, I don't really know them. And I'm like, I do, and they definitely. But I think what, I went into Depeche Mode, side note, I went into, because you said, go and listen to it, and I did, but I got lost in the albums. And so what I needed was someone to create a solid playlist for me to go, holy cow, they are that good anyway back to this uh where are we okay um good song really dug shake the disease uh really enjoyed the chorus actually reminds me a bit of manson with paul draper vocals because of the the voice in it eight out of ten shake the disease i only give it seven out of ten i'm ahead of you stripped good song the synth is Mm -hmm. absolutely amazing probably on par with the first two intro songs seven out of ten eight out of ten for me in Your Room, awesome song. Loved it when the drums, the drums kicked in at 1 minute 30. Feels like an ending song, so I'm really Whoa. curious about the next song. 8 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Never Let Me Down Again. Switch the last track around with this one and you would have a solid end to an album. Like the song, the piano work is excellent. Interesting that this is an album on song... The al- it's an intro song to the album Music for the Masses. 
So it's just, we've put it at the end of a playlist and it's actually at the front of an album. Um, I'd agree it's a great intro to an album as opposed to an end song, 7 out of 10. I agree. Love the piano, great song, 7 out of 10. So, 7.5 out of 10. Um, 7.7. You were just that bit ahead of me. But this... How good of Depeche Mode. Best challenge so far. Take my hat off to you. That was really enjoyable. I love that. Thank you so much, Chesh. Let's get into Song of the Week. Have you got anything else before we kick off? Uh, Nah. Song of the Week. Methods. Back of your hand. It's a lead single from the new EP released just in October, actually. Hailing from the Midlands, five-piece melancholic synth rockers Methods burst onto the scene in 2015. And now they're about to embark on the biggest journey to date. Featuring six tracks, the brand new EP Anything encompasses everything this band represent. Seriously impressive keyboard heavy pop rock that sits somewhere in between Interpol, White Lies and Joy Division. So here we go, Back of Your Hand by Methods. With an open mouth, the words come out. I never see 
Awesome song. Good stuff. Really enjoyed that. It does sound... It reminds me of Interpol now you say yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Methods, back of your hand. Good luck. Thank you for that. Homework. This is an interesting one. Can't wait for this. I'll be pumped. Right. Who have we got? We have Spearmint with Are You From The Future? And we have Another Night, but The Night Cafe with 0151. It's really hard for me not to Google and find out about the bands and the album and look at the score. It's, it's, I'm not influenced at all. So, so I want to I hear about both these bands. I shall fill you in, kid. <laughs> so Spearmint are a London-based indie pop band founded in 1995. So they've actually been going around in the whole Britpop era, kind of one of the ones in the background. Oh. Um, this is their 11th album. 11? Mm-hmm. Wow. They were founded by Shirley Lee. Shirley is a man, do not get mistaken. Okay. Um, the, um, the original lineup included the founder, Shirley Lee, on guitar and vocals, um, Simon Callan on keyboard, Ronan Laver on drums, and Martin Talbot. Talbot was replaced by James Parson and then again replaced by Andy Lewis. Um, they've so yeah, so they've been around. They've been around a long time. Yeah, has time. our music always been the same? Or yes, so there's a line in the movie, the Fifty Days of Summer. Oh yeah, have you okay. seen that movie? Yep, I have. It basically says, "I can't imagine a world with music not as good as Spearmint." Like it gets mentioned. No way. It gets mentioned. So I, yeah. So they have been like. Wow. Yeah, they've been around for a, lo- uh, a long time. Okay, I found cool. an article on them talking about how the fact that they were kind of in the background in terms of the whole Britpop era. Yeah, yeah. And it said, look, when Cruel Britannia was rapidly melting, Shirley and his pals were only just getting started. Yeah. Make no mistake, a quick listen tells you Spearmint could have been the fourth massive Britpop band if they'd arrived to the party on time and not fashionably late. Um, not just in the UK either. They had minor success in Germany, France and Japan. Um, their breadth of material is superb with a back catalogue brimming with bright indie pop earworms full of clever lyrics and dashes of humour alongside deeper, darker album cuts and b-sides investigating the base human condition. Wow. Earworms. Drink to earworms. Woo! <laughs> um, Shirley has also released his own solo album. He's got his own website. Check it out if you're a fan. Really? Okay, yeah. cool. All right. Um, okay, so the album reviews. Not many. I could only find one. Oh, okay, cool. So, Backseat Mafia. Oh, some music new to us. Yep. Okay. 8.6 out of 10. So, Spearmint's single off their forthcoming album, Are You From The Future, is the unexpectedly swinging and extremely funky 24 Hours in A&E, which should be written about me, let's be fair. That's You've spent many an hour 100%. in A&E. Which sets the pace for a quirky, delightful and often, and often self-deprecatingly humorous album. A blistering stab of an opening song to launch a brilliant album. Are You From The Future itself is packed full of the freshest, brightest indie pop masterpieces and an, a- and an ageless and instant classic. 24 Hours in A&E may not represent the tone and the pace of the ensuing songs, but certainly reflects the powerful, mature songwriting and spearmint. Every song on Are You From The Future is Melody's pop delight, wry observations on politics, love, longing and loss, wrapped in glorious cloak of strings and rhythm. Spearmint are a revelation and an institution. I have a sense of regret that I have only now come across this band, and yet a sense of excitement and anticipation at the prospect of discovering their back catalogue. Oh, what a lovely review. Okay, cool. Yes. Will you keep it up with your review? (laughs) 
That is the question. Do you want me? Do you want me to uh, to go first on this one? I do. You're just curious to see what Very. I think. What do you think I thought? Mm. Mixed bag. Mixed bag. Yeah, I reckon. Um, all right. Okay. So, twenty four hours in A and E, which is the intro, is brilliant. Brilliant. Yep. Like it's just, and we've been going just down this indie road for so long that you know. I'm listening to this and I'm like, this is so different. It's unique. It's something I haven't heard. Um, they do remind me of a certain band, which I'll get to in a second. Okay. But the intro is excellent. Pick the paper up. Senseless is really good. Fireflies is really good. Um, Thomas Boom Boom Boom, as I write this. The last song, which is It Won't Happen To Me, is very underworld. Like It just sounds exactly like an underworld song. It's very fast, very dark. It's really good. Look, there's nothing... That bad here. There's a couple of average songs. Not bad, just average. Mm. Uh, the West Pier, I Met a Boy, I Don't Sleep Well Without You. Oh, good. Just not as strong as, as the rest. Um, overall, they reminded me a lot of the Lightning Seeds, to be honest. Oh, yeah, okay. I could see that. I could, and that kind of fresh, different sound. So it's funny that they, they, you tell me that they kick off in 95. Because if they played this in 95, you'd be like, well, they're very similar to the Lightning Seeds. Like, all that Anyway... Uh, vocals like Ian are like Ian Brody. It's an interesting album. It's something I've not heard for a while. It's definitely fresh. I appreciate the production and the strings in the album. I like the songs with the more funky dance mm. bit behind it. Yep. That sort of wise guys sort of funk to it. Decent album. I'd recommend it to someone who wanted to try something new and unique. Seven out of ten. Oh no. Oh no. More than I thought you'd give. Um, I'm with you. Twenty four hours and. Any pick the paper up. I don't sleep well without you. I do really like St. Thomas in the Darkness. I like okay. Fireflies. Mm-hmm. I don't like Senseless. It's really annoying. Really? Yeah, annoying lyrics. Imagine if you did this, isn't it? And you're like, I wouldn't. So <laughs> don't know why I listen to it. Um, not a, um, I. For me, that the, the album ebbs and flows too much for me. Like I'm in, then I'm out, then I'm in, then I'm out. It's it doesn't hold my attention. Okay. For the whole album. Okay. So six and a half out of ten. That's not bad. I actually had this at, at a six until today. Wow. I had it as a six and then I went, you know what? I want to listen to it again. And I listened to it and I went, actually, it's not a, it's not a six. It's a, bit, it's a bit better than that. So I was toying between the six and a half and a seven and I went, no, I'd go. I'd, I'd recommend this. Go and have a listen to it. Let me know what you think. Um, the next band. So the Night Cafe. So they are... From Liverpool, which means I'm Oh, that means it's an extra two points from Leslie. Yep. Um, So, uh, Sean Martin on vocals and guitar, John Higgins on guitar, Aaron O'Connell, Whittle on bass, Carol Dillon on drums, formed in 2013. Up until now, they'd released two EPs, Get Away From The Feeling and Bunk Bed, um, before releasing this first studio album um, this year. Their band's name comes from the Vincent Van Gogh painting of the same name. Oh. But it's known as La Café de Nuit, so which you would know. Okay. It's French. You don't know that? It's French. But you know the painting. Uh, cool. No. The band formed... A, anyway, they formed while they were still at secondary school and they bonded over music, mutual music interests such as Kings of Leon and Title Fight. They do not sound like Kings no, of Leon. No, they don't. Um, so... Okay. Reviews yeah. again could only get one, and okay. that's indie is not a genre. Four oh, yeah. out of five. The songs on zero one five one slip so casually through your ears; they make the lyrical themes of heartbreak, codependency, pain, and romantic weariness seem like an everyday thing. 
The guitar mimics distance so well, it's as if the sounds are coming together from across town. There are quiet calls from help on 0151, true moments of desperation and anxiety. The Night Cafe have found the troublesome razor-sharp edges of falling for someone that often get lost in the bigger picture of romance. They've dispersed them beautifully throughout this album. Under light guitars and dreamy drum beats, 0151 softens the fall of love and the hit of heartbreak. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Can you go first on this one? Yeah, because I know what's coming. Um, so... Controversial. Absolutely love it. <laughs> they sound like Manson. The Manson-esque and another band, and I've forgotten who, but they have that, yeah, they do. they got that dark guitar-y noise. Um, great tracks for me. Finders, Keepers, Felicity, Please, Mother, Calling Your Name Again, Endless Lovers. The track Please is one of the best tracks I've heard in the last couple of months. Whoa! By a... No have here. shadow of a doubt. Play, uh, please, brackets, excellent. Absolutely brilliant. This album is... It's all consuming, it's dark, then it's kind of quiet, and then it is... It's musically... I don't know. I, didn't, I don't know. First listen, I was like, mm. Second listen, I got more into it. The lyrics. I really like his voice. Mm. Like, I am a massive fan of this. I will go back to this album. Eight out of ten. Wow. Good. All right. So the good, Finders Keeper, it's an, it, it's an excellent, excellent introduction. Felicity, please, is excellent. Turn, Endless Lovers, Strange Clothes, I know I'm sure. Addicted Message to Myself, Mixed Signals, Leave Me Alone. Great songs. There are great songs on this album. Mm-hmm. But what am I going to say next? No final hurrah? No, no, it's, it's just way, way, way too long it is ridiculously long so it's an hour and two minutes right um you think it's a special edition because it's got like 17 18 songs and i'm like okay well just tell me what the normal is and on no it's actually that long an album it's too much it's too much so they are a great sounding band a great singer some of their songs are fantastic however the album is way, way too long. Album fatigue sets in and there is a feeling that it can be same, samey. So A Message to Myself, which is a prime example, right? It's a really nice, soft acoustic number, but it comes way too long in the album. It's all the way at the very end. To, to hear something that's slightly a little bit more different, so I would have liked that a little bit further up in the album, cull some of the tracks, make it a lot more shorter and punchier, um, with trimming, this could have been a different sounding album to me. Six out of ten. Oh man! Still a three out of five album. It's still a great album, but that is. I'm sorry. I don't. Maybe it's me. I don't have the attention span for I an like hour long you. album anymore. But I felt. I felt it was just too long. Great, and that's the problem. It. That's the problem. When you have and the, look at my tracks. There, there's a long list of really good tracks that I like. It is long. I'll give you that. Like I think when albums get anywhere over fifty minutes, you got to ask why. Yeah, exactly. It's and that's be, the problem. Yeah. You've got too many good songs, and what do you cull? And that's when bands get into trouble. If the, and that's, that's I would like I wouldn't cull anything. You've just got to make a hard decision, and you've got to take some out. I loved it though. Good on you. That's what do we got? What's next? Next week we've got Keen. Keen are back. Cause and effect. The album just been released. I haven't yet listened to that. Oh, okay. No. So 
Also, I've got really fun. I know Keen cop a lot of crap. I, I know f- I know they they cop it, but their first album, which was Hopes and Fears, same. I love that album. Yeah. It's a very. But also, I've got really fond memories of. We were very close to that album. We, we yes. you know, it's, it's a big album for me and you. But I don't know what happened after that. I've got no idea what happened. They to Keen. released other albums that weren't very good. Okay, well that's you, Summer. Okay, so yeah. Keen. Um, and a band called Feet, all capitals. And the album's What's Inside is More Than Just Ham. I cannot <laughs> wait for you to listen to this. They get minus points for having a meat-related term in the title. There's a song on it. Once you've heard it, it's going to live with you all damn day. <laughs> and so Keen, Keen and Feet. Keen and Feet. Keen, otherwise known. Awesome. All right, okay. That's good. I forgot to sing Les Says. I keep forgetting it. Oh, damn it. Sorry. Okay, well, that's, that's Anyway, up. Les Says, Les Says, Keenan Feet. <laughs> and listen to the Night Cafe, please. Yeah, I'd like to know what other people think about that. Yeah. I think it's a good album. Experiment. It's just too long. I'd be keen. Too long. Okay. Uh, guilty Pleasures. This is another one I can tell you just like, I can't wait to find out what happened. You said you would give this a 10. <laughs> I was being silly. Under your breath, you said, maybe I'll give it a 7. <laughs> Let's see how we go. So the album by Ian was TLC's Crazy Sexy Cool. He can't remember doing this. He had a few too many on the on the, the booze and submitted this way too late in the night, apparently. So Amazing. It's your fault. Which means it really is a guilty pleasure because <laughs> it came from the depths of your honest drunk soul. <laughs> Mate, it's your fault for this. So, The Good. I mean, it's got big hits. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. It's got Creep. It's got Waterfalls. You've got to sing them all. Was a creep. Yeah. Dude. I was honestly driving down with the window down. No. Driving down Broadway thought it was cool. Ass. Okay. What else? What else has it got? Waterfalls? Waterfalls. Kick Your Game is amazing. Oh my god, that's in my bad call. No, I don't even know what that means, but <laughs> I'd love to tell people that. Um, digging on you, You're amazing. Always, you, have to, you have to drop that in a meeting tomorrow. Look, I just think we need to kick your game. Yeah, okay? <laughs> kick your game. <laughs> I'll sing it. Um, I'm not a fan of case, the case of the fake people. Okay. Waterfalls, I do. If I was your girlfriend, I love that. Um, and take our time. Switch is okay. What'd you give it? Six and a half. Because <laughs> all the interludes and there's a lot of filler. Oh, this, this, this is too much. Ian, this is garbage. Oh, come on! It's now. commercial pap. It's, it's not garbage. Okay, so creep is good. Waterfalls is good. Uh, Switch is okay. Something wicked, okay. The rest are really bad. And the interludes are terrible. No, I don't know what Oh my god. Is. So, kick a game, red light special, all the interludes, let's do it again. If I was your girlfriend, take our time. This was a Kick grind. your game's amazing. It was so bad. I love it. I thought the, the intro, the very, very first intro that takes you into creep, is really good. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to love this. And then it just went, no. Three out of ten. You can take it for the three decent songs on Six the album. Six and a half. I'm just handing out marks left, right, centre today. <laughs> You're in a good mood. You're just throwing them out. Who wants a mark? Any old album that fancies a mark? <laughs> you ready for the next week one? Oh, oh I love 
love this so much. Oh, no. Thank you, Sarah. And I reckon she's getting you back for this one. It's wet, wet, wet. <laughs> <laughs> Picture this. No. This Isn't is, that the worst? Is like, this the one got goodnight girl on I've it? I've got no idea. I've got no idea. I'm pretty sure my mum had Google this, but wet, wet, wet. Picture this. Sarah, what are you doing? What have I ever done to you? Well, you had a dig at her because she was uh, in uni while we were still at school. <laughs> That's why you copped it. So good on you, Sarah. That's a good one. Good That's one. hilarious. You ready for Britpop, Britpop one-liners? I am. Let's get into it. Britpop one-liners. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of junk. It'll be funny. It'll be funny. The Manics. <laughs> Look at that. Look how much love the Manics get. Is it love, though? It's a, You know, it's... Well, it's, yes. Full page... I've had to reduce the font so it all gets on now. Are you searching for... Wait, wait, wait. Nah, it's got Julia Says on it. Julia Love is all around. Oh, come on. Gypsy girl. So wait, did you see my thing? Wait, wait, wait. Our touring and it's not Marty Pello. There's no point. Well, so What's we... the point in that? I think it's a singer from The Voice or a singer from The... Cool. I'm not going, but... You were going <laughs> Anyway, Go. Mannix, Matt, great band, great albums, great lyrics. James Dean Bradfield's cover of Wham's Last Christmas is the greatest Christmas cover ever. I do have to listen to that because that's my one of my favourite. That and Mariah are my two favourite Christmas songs. <laughs> um, Titanium Girl, the band I wish I'd seen before Kendall Calling, I'd see them again. Pop and Roll Star, pretentious bunch of twats with two great albums. No, I don't think that. <laughs> no, you can't say that. I don't think that. Aisha, the band who fought through tough times, very true. Chris, even the best of would only be an EP. That's tough. That's hard. Because I don't want people to think I'm not a Manix fan, because I am. I just, re-listening to that album made me go, "Mm." I got a question spreadsheet. So, anyway. Imran, best fucking live band. I've seen them live. Have I told you? Oh, I didn't tell. You didn't tell her. Right, so I shouldn't have told my, I should have told my story. So, uh, Tea in the Park, they closed Tea in the Park. They were the headline Amazing. act. And that was when, um, oh, what album? If You Tolerate. Yes. And they did I Love the Song My Little Empire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they played that just as it was getting dark. Mm-hmm. And then they finished their set. Their set was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then they went off and it was getting dark. And just as when you thought there wasn't going to be any more, a couple of lights went on, people were walking past, and then a lone piper walked on the stage and then played the bagpipes for everyone to leave. Lovely. And I was like, that's amazing. The Manics were amazing. Okay. Never seen them live. Yeah, amazing. So, yeah. Michael, saved my fucking life even if they couldn't save one of their own. That's hard. I know. There's, there's actually it's there's actually one in there that I have not put in the one because it's harsh. That's harsh. Yeah. Chris at Soundtrack Podcast, bold, powerful, anthemic. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. Liam, their ability to reach such glorious crescendos over the course of four and a half minute pop songs with sweeping strings, terrace chant anthem choruses, and Wagnerian symphonic bombast is unparalleled in Britpop. Bombast, what a great, great word. Great word. Andrew, I enjoy the singles, but never really got into them as much as I probably should have. Okay. Um, Adam, Outsiders, who put politics, punk and glam into a blender and made some of the greatest anthems of their generation. Rob, zero, one or two great songs on every album. Which he did come back and say, actually, there's three 
on everything must go, which yeah. I still disagree with, but anyway. Even I disagree with that. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Um, Snog me Nikki. Best band. Snog me Nikki. Snog me Nikki. Oh, Snog yeah. me Nikki. As in. As in, what's his name? Nikki Wire. Wire. That's clever. You must love them. Um, best band in or the blooming world ever. Or she. <laughs> Best it's snog me Nikki probably it's a pretty like because I read it and I'm like wait that's really pa- oh wait that's your Twitter handle I was like oh uh, Shane brilliant then boring for 15 years then brilliant again for a couple albums now meh <laughs> <laughs> whoa Ian Manic Street Preachers are like that moment when you go to tip milk in your brew and it slops out like cottage cheese plop plop <laughs> that's a really horrible time he must really hate them. Uh, yeah. They are polarising. Yeah. Yep. Alex, probably the best band with the most misheard lyrics ever. Can't understand a word James says, but the tunes are great. It's true. There are tons of songs that I don't know what he's saying. Really? Like motorcycle emptiness in the quote, in the verse. I'm sometimes I'm... Anyway. Okay. Andy, the reason I spent my sixth form years caked in eyeliner. Photos. Amazing. We need photos, yes, please, photos, Andy. Please. Michael Lee, the band that made me know my connection to music would be everlasting. Oh. Now, that's what I'm talking about. That's yeah, okay. how I feel about Oasis. Okay. Oasis um, goes on. And that's it. <laughs> uh, I got one more because obviously they didn't go on the page. Mark, the Manics, underrated, underappreciated and misunderstood. So much talent, but don't get anywhere near the respect they're due. The energy and skill they put into our live shows added to the quality of the back catalogue puts them at a, very, a level very few other bands can match. Pretty good. People are pretty passionate about them. This week's album, Embrace. Speaking of passion. This is going to be... I've got no idea how people are going to feel. I don't. I genuinely don't. There has been even the... There's gathered a lot of Twitter response before we've even done the episode. More than some of our others. Very true. People just go, yeah, you're doing pulp great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll wait for that. I expected that. And then, but this, it's like people are going... Massively underrated album. So glad you're talking about it. You must be deaf. Yeah, what guy, are you talking about? Danny can't sing. What, what's going yeah, on? What's going on? Yeah. Why is that? And I've loved that because this is why we do it. This is why. Um, I love the fact as well that so Chris from the soundtrack podcast went. I don't know who this band is, and he's amazing, which is great. And he goes, you know what? You guys have been pretty rock solid so far with bands I haven't heard about, and here I am at number five, and I've got a new one to listen to. So I'm going to take you through Embrace's career, right? And I want you to talk to me all about the band members and, and all the stuff, but I'm going to talk about the career. Put so, a ton of stuff on Danny, because I know a wee soft spot for Danny. Do you? I've got a wee soft spot for him. Well, you, you talk to me all about your wee Danny. I will tell Right, you ready? So Embrace the Goodwill Out. Album cover, they're walking down Christopher Street in New York. Yeah, and he's like this, these ones. He's, yeah, swagging. Yeah. What? So... I was trying to find out what what the hell were they doing in New York? Probably just recording, uh, the getting the front cover just because they can. I mean, it's be- it's a nice picture. Of the band are walking down um, the street. The sun is rising behind them. The swag is on full effect. But I'm like, what are you doing, mate? Why are you in New York? Anyway, besides part, released on the eighth of June, nineteen ninety eight. It went to number one. Number one. Look at you, you're so pumped. So pumped. What followed it? Drawn from memory. Can I just stop? I just need to stop to tell this. this Already? Already. Already. This, I was always sure this album would be in our top 50. Always sure of that. Knew it would be quite high. This 
is one of the albums I've been looking forward to talking about the most. No way! This is why I'm pumped. It's going to get all sorts of feedback and blah, blah, but honestly... This is it? Yeah. Okay. Because when it comes to memories... You're doing this a lot. I don't know. <laughs> snaps for everyone. You haven't done snaps before. You are excited. <laughs> what followed it drawn from memory in 2000? I cannot wait to talk to you about this album. All right? Went to number eight. So it was recorded on Hot, Hot which is a subsidiary of Virgin. The producer was Youth, Steve Osborne and Dave Crefield. 14 tracks, 59 minutes. It went to number one, like Les said. How long was it in the charts? 58 weeks. 24. Whoa, Which is really? really surprising. Not a long time at all. You ready for the charts? I am. You're pumped. What year? 97, is it my genre? Uh, this is 1998. Oh, just passed. Not a genre. No. Let's see if the charts hold up. Number 10 in the albums, International Velvet by Catatonia. <laughs> What's your problem? Maybe they're next. Maybe, yeah, maybe, uh, no, no. Yeah, no. Not one, and to be fair, not one person has said, where's Catatonia? No, they haven't. No, That's, not one. They will now, but they haven't. Yeah, you're right, where are, no. Uh, nine Urban Hymns by The Verve. Oh my Number God. eight, All Saints by All Saints. <laughs> Never, ever, ever, ever felt so bad. Anyway. Uh, number seven, Left in the Middle by Natalie and Brugler. Uh, Six Life Through a Lens by Robbie. Oh God. Where We Belong by Boyzone. Oh God. When We Were the New Boys by Rod Stewart. Oh, I love Rod. Wiggum. He's coming to Australia. Do you want to go and see him? Nope. Okay. He's got to be getting on a bit, isn't he? I saw him open the Commonwealth Games when I went back to Glasgow for the opening ceremony. Oh, yeah. How was it? Amazing. The rhythm of my heart is beating like a drum. I always remember, isn't it the South Park sketch where he wheels them on and he's like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> you know he's a Celtic fan. Yeah, I do. I know. You, you can't avoid that, can no. you? No. Uh, where are we? Cores, Talk on Corners. <laughs> Blue by Simply Red. Jesus, this man. And this will make your day. He got knocked off by Embrace, the Goodwill Out. Yes. <laughs> That's the only decent album in that chart. Verve. Oh, I didn't find oh, it. Yeah. Uh, singles. Under the Bridge, Lady Marmalade by All Saints. Oh, yeah. That was good. Give that. Nine, How Does It Feel to Be on Top of the... by England United. Gross. Kung Fu Fighting by Bus Stop. What year am I in? That is awful. Bus Stop. Gotta be Kung Fu Fighting. I know fighting. that, but Bus Stop. <laughs> Seven is Stranded by Lutricia McNeil. Nah. Yeah. Dance the Night Away by the Mavericks. Oh, that's horrible, that song. I just want to dance the night away oh. With senoritas who can sway <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> the next one, Feel It by the Tamperer featuring Maya. Bum, bum, what bum, a song. Bum, 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 bum. That's a good <laughs> song, that. Uh, My All by Mariah Carey. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> the Boy Is Mine by Brandy and Monica. Oh, God, this is one of my all-time favourite songs. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? The Boy Is Mine. Oh. Thank you, Fatty Yeah, it's amazing. They talk to each other. What do you mean they talk to each other? In the song. Song. Like, she's like, he's mine. No, he's mine. Get off him. No, but he's mine. 
Og så er det offer en par noise med hende. Noise? Nå! Nummer 2, Horny by Miss T. I'm horny! And number 1 is Say La Vie by Bewitched. Oh god. 1998 people. That totally reminds me of just going out. That's when we started properly going out. Because that is like every single night. Cheesy nightclub. Absolutely. Absolute pap. Ready to get into embrace? I am. From Balif Bridge, a village in West Yorkshire, embrace formed in 1990. Oh, wow. Yeah, 1990. Their brothers, singer Danny McNamara and guitarist Richard McNamara, bassist Steve Farth, keyboardist Mickey Dale, and drummer Mike Heaton. Richie and his older brother uh, Danny attended Hipper Home Grammar School with their brother Jonathan. And Richard earned the nickname Firestarter because he was always playing with boxes of matches. Imagine having the nickname Firestarter. It's probably not good. I have a vague recollection of somebody that we went to school with or something trying to start a fire in woods where we lived. Okay. And then, I don't know if it was at school, and then we all got taken to the fire station to meet the fire brigade for really? them to tell us that it was wrong. No way. But it wasn't me. It was like there was a lot of us got dragged into it. Oh. I remember that. I don't remember that. that I think prime? it happened at school. Maybe they just took the class. But I do remember like thinking it was cool because got in the fire engines. But the one person was getting completely in trouble. <gasps> it wasn't me. Which is thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm buying that. <laughs> wasn't me. But you know there was someone. <laughs> <laughs> Began with L as well, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Richard made an early entry into the world of music playing drums for a thrash metal garage band called Gross Misconduct. No. Now that's a great name for a band. It's a great name for an HR band. Yes. <laughs> HR cover band called Gross Misconduct. <gasps> you should do that. That's genius. <laughs> Um, Danny started to get involved by telling them what to do. So Richard's in this band, and then his brother keeps dropping into all the sessions, going, you're doing it wrong, basically, is, is how this all came about. So they decided to start their own thing. Danny said, Embrace were formed when my brother Richard, who plays guitar, was in another band, and I gatecrashed one of their rehearsals and ended up telling them what to do and how they could really get somewhere if they really just listened to me. People ask us about Oasis all the time, and as far as I'm concerned, they're a really good band, but we were better. Should we take a time out? Or you, should we talk about the Oasis bit yet? Or you want me to keep going? They're not better. <laughs> so, like, I feel that that was folly on their part. Um, I'm not sure. That's awkward, isn't it? It is. That's awkward. <laughs> oh, to be fair, to be fair, their recent work, like they are embrace, and we'll talk about it. They're going through a. They're a hugely successful band. Oh, without no, doubt. No, so. I mean, mm, you're really straight. <laughs> like you really are. Don't even try. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um, so they didn't start with the name Embrace. They threw about Curious Orange, Christiane F, Shimmer, and Mesmerize. Until 1992, they went with Embrace. Embrace, Embrace was actually the name of an American band 
who they actually wrote to to get permission to become the UK Embrace. So if you search Embrace, it actually brings you up two bands. Yeah, right. I'm glad they didn't go with Curious Orange, whatever that was. Mesmerise is not a bad name. Nah. Nah? Nah. What was the other thing? Uh, the Christiane F, I don't know. And Shimmer. Shimmer? Nah. Nah. It just sounds like a makeup. It does. <laughs> it does a bit. Um, so they recorded a three-track demo cassette at gigs and released All You Good Good People on Fierce Panda Records. Off the back of that, they were voted the best new band by Enemy and signed to the ultra-hip uh, label called Hut Hut. Scored a string of hits and went straight in at number one with the debut album The Good Without, which went on to sell half a million copies and 100,000 copies in its first day. That's massive. That's massive. That wouldn't happen, though. No. Danny, we had done well with the EPs before the album and we were on the radio all the time. At one stage, we were on the radio too much. Our manager was worried that we might be getting to play too much on the radio and that people will have heard the songs too many times and wouldn't buy the album. It was that crazy. We were always on the A-list on Radio 1 and 2 and we were on the front cover on Enemy and Melody Maker and we were on Top of the Pops. But when we found out we were number one, it was pretty amazing. I think we either beat Simply Red or Boys On to get to number one. You beat Simply Red, which we just covered. Uh, this is from the Irish Times with Danny. I'm quite happy to admit that we were totally crap when we started off. Uh, we're not going to pretend that we were destined for this as some other bands do. We just sat down and took a long, hard look at our shortcomings and tried to work our way around them. Uh, how and where was, how did you do this? We basically just retired to our bedrooms for seven years and worked on learning our instruments and working our songs. The great thing was that when you're shit for so long like we were, but you have all stuck together, then when you do get good, it's like being in the army or in prison or going through some sort of disaster. You come out really good and really close as a band and as much you're a better band because of it. We've certainly earned our colours. Too many bands just go into a studio and do a wham-bam demo when, which they hope will set the world alight. But we stood back and worked everything on the, every last thing of the songs. And with the result, we sent out 30 copies of our demo to record companies. We got 18 replies offering us record contracts. Eventually, we chose to sign with Virgin, which is that hot piece. It's a lesson other bands could benefit from. I think particularly now that 90% of music is just generally really, really bad. It's pretty cool. Mm. Send out 30 letters and 18 of them come back offering you some, some money and a deal. It's pretty good. Now, I've got a question for you. Yeah. So, what do you think NME thought about Embrace? Oh, no. You never know them. It's so poor. I, they hated them. You think they hated them? I'm going to agree with you and say I thought. I was like, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get a snarky review of Embrace. I'll go to NME. Nope. Uh, so enemy wow. at last after all our grandiose claims their futile obsession with Oasis and this record seamlessly, seamlessly seemingly endless delays here's something we can actually work with what could have been a debut album of hollow gestures obsessed with size and choked by pressures instead offers 1998 the light at the end of the tunnel an album by a British band that actually stands comparison with definitely maybe oh no it's big right last two parts it's a long review last it's number five Last two paragraphs, which brings us to the only problem. While at Embrace excel at introspection, they're not so confident with crazed hedonism. They were not born rock, and even though they were not born rock, and even though a new song like I Want the World might fly in a flailing excess of wow wow pedals and feedback, it doesn't entirely feel comfortable. The same is equally true of You've Got to Say Yes and The Last Gas. Both sound fantastic, all slashing needle sharp guitars and firecracker choruses. 
but neither take you to the same altitude as the rest of the album. Ultimately, though, it's a minor complaint because the closing three tracks here are amongst the, th- the most beautiful songs and sounds you'll ever hear. Straight, stately and elegant piano pieces, that's all changed forever and now you're nobody and the good will out are exactly what make Embrace unique. It's hard to think of any other contemporary group who could match the emotional clarity and wavering romance which pierce the spine of these songs. While only the cynical could accuse them of being a contrived attempt to occupy the middle ground between Oasis and Verb, it just confirms what's always been apparent throughout. This is one of the great debut albums of the past decade. All you've got to do is open your heart. Nine out of ten. I wrote that. (laughs) You look like you're getting really emotional about that. Because I am. Wow. They've nailed it. They have completely nailed it. I wanted to wait till we get in the songs, but they are amazing at introspection. That's a great way to put it. They are amazing at those songs. When they do get a bit rocky, they're great songs, but it feels weird. It can get awkward. Because you're like, whoa, how do you go from one to the other? Mm-hmm. The fact they have that, the whole shebang of those songs on the album is probably what makes the album, but I get it. Yeah, okay. I think they're at their strongest when they are in that introspective Interesting. mood. Okay, okay. And we'll see when we talk about tracks yeah, yeah. what you think and what I think. But okay. that's... So what have you got around this time frame? Because I want to talk about the rest of their career. So what have you got? So I have... An interview with my my pal. Your um, pal? Yep. So he... It's about the album. He got interviewed only um, about six months ago. It was the 21st anniversary of the album. Oh, jeez. And so... Um, I know. I know. And one of the questions is, the album spawned three top ten singles, All You Good Good People, Come Back to What You Know, and My Weakness Is None Of Your Business, together with top two further top 40 hits, One Big Family and Fireworks. There isn't a guitar band that could do that nowadays. Mm. Do you agree? And he's like, yeah, it's more pop stuff that's in the charts now. I think that's more to do with the download and the way that things work these days, which we've spoken about. Mm. In some ways, that's good because it means kids are controlling what's in the charts and it keeps it young and turning over and rejuvenating. It's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, OK. Um, but in other ways, it's terrible because there's not any support out there for artists to grow and make mistakes and develop. Mm. I wonder what would happen to a band like Embrace if they came out today. Would they survive? I don't know. Thoughts on that? I wanted to get your thoughts on that. So, if Embrace came out with the goodwill out now, no, no. So sad. No, it's it's true. But I mean, we we've we've listened to some some really good music in, in Song of the Week. Um, some of the albums, and I know you're not the huge fan, but I think you like a band like the Night Cafe. Who's who knows them? Yeah. So I think it's a lot harder. I think we've we've talked about this previously. Would embrace with that album? Well, the answer is embrace themselves, right? Because again, I'll talk through their career, but their two last albums are something quite unique uh, and quite fresh and very different to what embrace were twenty one years ago. So, if it still worked, if they thought it was still going to work today, we would get a goodwill out mark two right now. It, I don't. I don't think it would. I think they'd struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, another question was looking at the track list on the record, it's full of classics. What songs mean the most to you? Oh! I think the one that has the fondest place in my heart is probably the track The Good Will Out. It's the last one that we wrote for the album. I had the chorus for a while, but I had a different verse, and I remember my manager at the time, Jazz Summer, said, 
I love the whole album, apart from the last track, but the rest of the album is so great, you can have that one indulgence if you like. And I said, no, I'm not having that. So I went and wrote a different verse for it and it lifted it. It encapsulates the feeling we had and it sounds more like Embrace than anything else we've written. Ah. And whenever we do it live, the crowd um, the crowd always sing aloud and go mad. And it's become that song we always have to end the set on. I also like Retread. Mm. It's the first proper song that we wrote that sounded like Embrace and didn't sound like anyone else. Bang on and we'll talk about that. Um, Richard found it on a B-side of a tape I gave him um, I gave him a tape with some songs on the other side and he put the tape in the wrong way round and heard Retread and said what's this, it's terrific but it doesn't sound like us does it it had a country and western flavour to it that felt a bit obvious then Richard got the guitar line for it and it came to life and it was that song that we found out what Embrace sound like after that songs started to fall into place quickly and we'd been working for five or six years as a band without getting anywhere and when we wrote that song suddenly things started speeding up oh wow and you know what's amazing go on we will talk about it in terms of the tracks it is my favourite and when I was doing my research and I read that oh yeah Wow! Because if you think about it, if that's the song, if that's the essence of what started this album, what started that band, and that's the one that resonates with me the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see you crying at a brace. I didn't. I didn't see that coming at all. Oh, I will every single one. Jeez. Oh man. Right. What else you got? Um, the person who does the interview basically says, "Oh." Look, my favourite track is Fireworks. What can you tell me about that song? And he's like, I wrote the lyrics to Fireworks under the mixing desk. We were working on the EP and I didn't have the words finished. They were mixing the track and I was under the desk writing the words. I'm pleased with the lyrics. I got that. I got for that because it was one of those make or break under pressure moments. Um, I think what's he talks about Team the Park in Scotland being one of his um, highlights of his career. Oh wow! And I'm so gutted I didn't see them yeah, yeah, at Team yeah. the Park. Okay. Anyway, interesting one. What have you been listening to recently that you would recommend? Ooh, Billy Eilish is good. Really? Yep. And I've been listening to Ben Howard, Cage the Elephant, Tame Impala, Interpol. I love the last Radiohead album. I've been listening to it mainly. It's one of those albums where you put your headphones on and marvel at it. My wife took me to see them in Florence for my birthday. The show made me cry. I was that moved by it. I felt like beings from another planet were coming and talking to me in a way that no other human beings could. It was a weird existential out-of-body experience. For me, they keep getting better and better, and most bands don't. Wow. Each album has got progressively better than the last one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and their newest one is the best by far. How the fuck do they even do that? I don't understand it. <laughs> I'll have whatever he was having at the concert. Yeah. And what out of all your records in your collection, who do you have the the most albums by? Ba 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 bum ba bum. Who do you reckon? Danny from Embrace. What bands do you think he has the most albums by? Beatles. Yep. Yay! Uh, you two Beatles, Radiohead, and um, yeah. Well, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, you two, you, oh, this is it. You two dedicated a song to me when I went to see them in Birmingham a few years ago. I went there with Chris Martin from Coldplay. Mm. We're going to talk about him later on. Mm, choose your pals. Um, we were, 
Feed the world. Oh my hat. Can't deal with it. Anyway, so just don't even. <laughs> but um, we were in London and Chris said, Do you fancy going to see you too? And I said, they're in Birmingham, aren't they? It was six in the evening and I said, we're never going to get there on time. Chris said, leave it with me. So a limousine came whizzing round, drove us there, straight into the venue and straight into the dressing room. U2's manager sat there on the computer and said, oh, Danny, Chris, come in. Um, And they said, oh, we can't go in there. I can't believe it. I was starstruck. Then I got to meet the rest of the band. Um, Bono said our album Drawn From Memory had been a big inspiration and influence on one of their album albums hearing that was amazing wow because that was they've been a big influence on me wow I told Bono that Chris and I had been singing some of their songs in the car on the way up and he said maybe we can play one of those tonight I didn't think any more of it but when the show started uh, with Out of Control Bono said this one is for you Danny and he dedicated the song to me it was amazing wow that's pretty cool. How cool is that? Can't wait to talk about John from memory. Yeah, right. Okay. Yep. Well. What else you got? Anything else? Yeah, just I was going to say something that was really interesting. It's actually just slipped my mind, and I don't know. Probably wasn't interesting. Oh. Right. Should we get into the career, and then you can? Yeah. Right. John from memory in two thousand. Right. Went to number eight. We didn't review this. Uh, for some reason, it wasn't wasn't in, in the original spreadsheet. And I'm going to tell you now, that album is garbage. <laughs> it's a, absolutely terrible album. Have you listened to it? No. So NME loved it, four out of five. It's an exhilarating ride to watch. Drawn from memory, trolls, emotional depths, plays to, to its strengths, comforts and encourages, strong in the knowledge that sometimes the good really will out. From here, it's a long way down, and with good reason. Embrace have finally put their flag firmly at the summit. My thoughts. Not good. Doesn't hit anywhere near the heights of Goodwill Out. I didn't like this album at all. One call out, the song Hooligan. Right? The Hooligan has a kazoo in it. Right? Now, I remember, <laughs> remember how I got on my whistling, you know, yeah. salt box. Yeah. And people came at me. This is, so I remember someone saying, well, have you heard Hooligan by Embrace? It's got a kazoo in it. Um, I have no idea what they're thinking with that. That song got to number 18. Um, this album is just an absolute. I need to. Goodwill Out, this. Like, it is just yeah. miles apart. I reckon I would give it a four, maybe a five. I push. It's a really unusual album. Um, if you've never been, in 2001, went to number nine, Drowned in Sound. The third album, they say, is known as a difficult album, one which can either make or break, i.e., the Urban Hymns, Park Life, or Screamadelica, or break a band such as Be Here Now. <laughs> the, band, the band themselves claim If you've never been was, it, was in fact the least difficult to make One which came together in three months As opposed to a year for the previous two God it took you a year for drawing the memory And one where they had bigger and better selection of, of songs The production is more raw and less polished Which is good in my opinion And the songs themselves are some of the best they've written So 7 out of 10 right mm. Me It's better but it's not great Slower deeper songs It felt like a grind getting through this And the big anthems You know I embrace right Embrace are around that time frame. There's, there's so many anthems, mm. so many sing-alongs in. Like, seeing them live must be just such a... You know, arms round, belting out the songs. None of that on these albums. Um, so the band, after that album, the third album, they were dropped by the record label, Heart in 2002. 
there was a rumor that they were about to be painters and decorators, like start their own <laughs> company and that, which is mental when you think about how big they actually are. But they were picked up immediately after by Indian Independent Independent. Oh my God, Independent Independent. That'll do. That'll do. Whose founder and managing director Andy McDonald was a long-time fan of the band. They had three years to prepare for their next album, which was Out of Nothing. Was that who you were talking about you two with? The album Out of Nothing? Or just in general? No. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the track. Okay, cool. So let me... It wasn't drawn from memory. So Out of Nothing... It was drawn from memory, sorry. Okay, cool. Out, out of Nothing, the song Out of Control from... Got it. Whoever. Out of Nothing went to number one. It was the big, biggest selling album since The Good Will Out, selling, selling more... Uh, than the three combined, which is mental, right? The Guardian said this, the reappearance after three years of obscurity coincided with the Coldplay-inspired Vogue for ponderous balladry, balladry being Embrace's hallmark, and with a Chris Martin-penned hit single, Gravity, serving as an introduction to the album, nothing could have prevented them from sweeping to the top. Um, you can tell, you can absolutely tell um, that... They worked with Coldplay on this album, right? Um, new producer, new label, collaborated with the likes of Coldplay. Um, very similar sounding. I can see why it sold so well. It feels like a fresh start. Much, much better. Seven or an eight out of ten for yeah. that album. And I've listened to that album. What do you think? I really like that album. It's You're right. Up. I can see how they've... The Coldplay. I didn't know that. Yeah. But you can. Because to be fair, fair play to Coldplay, they can write a song. Oh, definitely. And this and so, is this yeah. is around the peak for them. Yeah. And um, him and, and Danny are good mates. And so, yeah, they started to, to work together. So um, uh, then you get This New Day in 2006. Again, went to number one. Um, embraced it World at Your Feet, which was England's World Cup anthem for 2006. Did they do that? I'll take it all back. <laughs> You're dead to me. I'm going to retread over there. <laughs> Three out of five by The Guardian. Surprises don't abound. Loop percussion gives the title track a modernist feel, admittedly, and even smaller stones infringes on dark bunnyman territory. But the real meat here is songs such as Nature's Law, an orchestral behemoth that caters to Embrace's fan base need to link arms and sway. That's exactly what I just talked about. With all the emphasis on protracted anthems, it's a great advantage that Danny, once known for his drunk-in-a-bar vocal technique, has apparently had lessons and it is equal to the demands of these surging melodies. It could go either way, but I'd bet on Embrace lasting the course. Good album again, very similar to previous ones. Seven out of ten. Now, can we talk about Danny's vocals for a bit? We can, because this is an interesting topic. Um, Sometimes awesome, sometimes not. I agree. And we're going to, I think when we get into the tracks... And hard to sing. There's examples of it. In this album, there are examples mm-hmm. where the voice... And don't get me wrong, some of, like you said, some of it's amazing and I would never question it. And then there's other moments where I go, hmm, mm-hmm. mm. um, So, um, after that, there was nothing for seven years. For wow. Embrace. Seven years. Um, and there's no real reason. They didn't break up. Um, they didn't argue. There wasn't any... There was nothing that just... just didn't do anything for seven years so apparently they worked on the next album for five years um, which was a new label again called Cooking Vinyl and we got Embrace right so this is their fifth album 2014 the line of best fit Embrace's modus operandi uh, remains a commercially viable one even if it does remain slightly surreal to be discussing a group that got its break, break openings for Long Pigs and Travis 
Despite the curved balls and their extended break from the biz, the band's faces remain set at festival-primed, punch-in-the-air anthemic bravado, a formula as solid today as it was in their early featured period. Don't count against a loyal, long-term fanbase thrusting embrace back in the limelight. So, I'm going through the albums, right? Goodwill Out, it's very sleep decline, um, sleep decline. And then it starts to pick a little bit back up with that sort of Coldplay-esque mm-hmm. sound. This album is tremendous. It is so good. Really? So good, right? So they took seven years, five, seven years break, five years to write this album. This is, so it's, it's completely different sounding. It's complete, like you put it on, doesn't sound like Embrace. Um, sounds like a completely re-energized, refocused. It's a more electronic sounding band, which I love. Protection, which is the very, very first song, has it's got a great start, and then the drum beat from Blue Mon- uh, New Order's um, Blue Monday song. That is the backdrop, the backbeat of this song, and I just went, "Oh, hook line." Sinker. Oh. I loved I loved it. It has some great refugees, quarters, a thief on my island, which is the final track. I went back and I have listened to this album countless times this week. Wow. I will hap- you I'll happily buy this album. Like it is just so so good. I've no idea why I missed it. It's saved, it's downloaded. I will listen to this again. I'd give it an eight and a half out of ten. Wow. Yeah, that good. That good. Um, then we get into then the, the, it comes again Love is a Basic Need mm-hmm. they dropped the electronic all the electronic feel to that album is gone and they've really doubled down tripled down on the orchestra feel to this album we this is one of the albums we very early reviewed it's a 2018 album and I heard it and I went that's gorgeous and I went 9 out of 10 take my rating and over the course of the year, we've gone through, well, maybe we'll pull some nines back. This one, no, you can have my Ooh. nine. You can have it. What if I give it eight? Uh, you'd probably give it an eight. Eight and eight. But it is a, it's a stunning, stunning, stunning album, and I completely stand behind my rating. So Embrace have gone through this really weird journey, but they're still the same band, right? They're still hugely, hugely popular. They just headlined the Shine uh, weekend uh, in the in the UK, and they closed. That they were the headline, and I just imagine seeing Embrace. I'd now. love to see. Love it. to see them. So they have got such a loyal fam- uh, following. Um, there's the infamous tour. I wanted to talk about this. The infamous tour with Hurricane Number One, and we talked about them getting That's kicked right. off. Yep. The Embrace tour. Uh, have you seen what Hurricane Number One have done now? So Alex Lowe. Some people should just stay away from Twitter. Mm. He, um, on the Hurricane number one page, he tweeted, uh, Alex, RIP, Alex Lowe, right? And, okay, so a couple of people have gone, oh my God, what happened? Like, because if you're using an official band page and you put up a notice like that, people are going to go, yes, they are. What happened? You, we never knew. So, went down this rabbit. And anyway, they've deleted the whole account and Alex is not on Twitter anymore. So it's just... What happened there? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so anyway, I'd, same as you, I'd love to see Embrace. I seriously recommend that anyone who got lost from the, the, the middle of their careers to go back and listen to the two albums. Brilliant. What else you got? I wanted to touch upon um, Danny's mental illness. 
Okay, so talk to me about he, um, he just recently, he's got a, a blog, Danny um, slash McNamara.tumblr.com. Okay. And basically he um, he wanted to tell the story after being inspired by coverage of other people speaking about um, mental illness. Okay. So he said, look, it's taken 20 years to pluck up the courage, but hopefully it might help someone. Um, he said, something happened to me when I was younger that up till now I've not, I've only shared with a handful of closest friends and family. Oh God. Something that has literally coloured everything I've done since. It was traumatic, terrifying, and it almost killed me. But it also enabled me to see things very differently. It enabled me to write songs for the first time and has probably informed every single lyric and song I have ever written. Wow. He revealed that between the ages of 19 and 22, he suffered from PTSD, so post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay. When for the best part of three years, I was in living hell. I was having up to 15 panic attacks a day. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. I almost died. Wow. Once I locked myself in the bathroom because all I could hear in my head were these awful voices telling me to hurt and kill. I didn't want to hurt anyone, but I'd been fighting my thoughts for months and I'd got to the point where I'd become terrified that I wouldn't be able to stop myself. Oh my God. I even somehow had a knife in my hand and I remember shaking uncontrollably and sitting in the bath and turning on the hot water hoping the shock would bring me to my senses. It didn't. As the pain from the scolding water went through my body, the voices just got louder and more horrific and more confident and started laughing and saying... I deserved it repeatedly over and over oh and that God. I should use the knife on myself before I hurt my family um, on the other side. He said, the reason I'm speaking out now is because there have been a coverage of depression and other mental illnesses recently. People have come forward and spoken out in really brave and touching ways about they have, how they've had learned learn to live with, overcome and even in some cases embrace the dark side. I found it inspiring. Lots of people suffer for months and years in silence because of the stigma attached, or worse still, because they fear they're going to be locked up. I was, I'm really lucky I got help. My mum literally carried me to the doctors in the end, and I'm better now. Not just well, but better. Better than I ever was before. Wow. So, again, if anyone is listening to this and this resonates or they feel that way, again, like we said last week, do reach out. There are people to talk to. Um, charities to, to talk to as well mm. um, but yeah that's that must have been really I mean obviously yeah. really hard to sort of go through yeah but also really hard to, to share that's a huge personal thing yeah and thing to share I read then there was someone else who she's she's head of the mental health charity Mind in the UK and okay. said that you know that um, someone speaking someone from the public eye speaking about mental health problems can have a really mm. like positive and enormous impact on people with similar situations, right. um, and especially um, especially males because stig- like the stigma of it plays a big part yeah. and prevents men from going to their GP. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is just really really powerful. So fair play to him. Um, yeah, I agree. And really powerful stuff. It is. Yeah. Look. I don't think men talk to each other enough about. No, I don't think I, I don't think we share enough of, you know, our thoughts and feelings and stuff that ultimately um, are impacting us. I think mm-hmm. this is obviously there's the whole man up, like you know you just yeah. you, you feel like you're opening your heart and someone just goes ah just man up, and you know, uh, it's so not think, helpful. No, absolutely no. Of course it's not. And so I just don't know. I think that. 
it's a free, I don't know why I, and obviously there is a stigma I think that we've got to change it mm-hmm. and that you know we need to obviously you've got days like are you okay day yeah. which is which is obviously um, you know I love that mental health is, is being talked about more and are you okay day is a big part of that but I think there is something that needs to be done or needs to be there needs to be a stigma change around men talking to each other yeah. and I don't know how you facilitate that I don't know how you do it um, but some of those turn out to be the best conversations because you, I find, you know, there's been experiences that I've had um, and just being able to talk about it and hearing other people say that they went through or had something similar, mm-hmm. it just helps. And then, then that opens up and you can actually, okay, well, okay, I'm not the only person or that. just, yeah, I don't know. I, I, so kudos to him for getting through that. 100%. But also second of all, for having the confidence to to share that. And I do think there is far too often a view that I need to be rich and famous or I need to be a celebrity because then I won't have this. And I think that there's also... that It's really weird because celebrities, there's this piece where they are very private and they keep this, I've got to maintain my persona, yep. right? And then there's... The celebrities that come out and share their mental health, their anxiety, their problems or health issues or you name it, and they get persecuted because of it. Oh, woe is me, you know, you've got all the money in the world, you've got this, you got and they go, hold on a minute, I'm just talking about it to where's aware. I just it's such a minefield. I think it depends on the level of celebrity. Yeah. Um, because I think there are if you take a I don't know, like a Miley Cyrus or something, we're a Britney Spears, mm-hmm. where there is literally a whole brand attached to that mm-hmm. um, where that can't ever be blemished mm-hmm. and that's what dra- probably made her mm-hmm. go off the rails a bit because yeah. that, that's not healthy Yeah. versus I guess Danny and Embrace where you know he's not they're not That does, they don't have to, to keep up this brand so it's actually really powerful because these are normal they're normal blokes from normal families that wrote some songs mm. that became famous. Mm. And that's powerful because they're people who've become successful mm-hmm. even though they've still had the same problems as the rest of us. Mm-hmm. So that's, to me, that's more powerful than a A-list celebrity coming out because you can't, you, can you relate to that? Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. You can relate to that. Yeah. Like, he was, he was a kid. He was 19. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow, okay. That took us off on a tangent. But it's good to talk yes. about this sort of stuff, right? So, yeah. um, all right. Anything else and then we'll get into some tracks? No, let's do it. Okay, cool. I'm pumped for this. Singles, All You Good Good People. Um, was actually released twice. Uh, the video is phenomenal. Have you seen the video? Yes. It's mental. I mean, as in, it's just a crazy video because... The production's amazing. So what it does is it features Danny on, he's in a cell, they come knock at his door, he's on, then he sort of, okay, he's on death row, yep. they, they take him out to the chair, he passes all the other band members in the cell, and you're like, wow, it's really well produced video, it's something very different. Did you see the end though? So when he's getting, when he's obviously getting uh, electrocuted, it's, it splices to a scene of a, a new baby being born, to sort of oh. say that, you know, reincarnated back into the... It's real. it's... You know what, it cops a lot of crap on YouTube, but it's actually a really good video. 
Uh, fireworks went to number th- went to number thirty four. So the first release of all you good good people didn't hit the charts. Fireworks in ninety seven went to number thirty four. No video. One big family went to number twenty one in July ninety seven. Spliced live footage with them going to theme parks and beaches and all this sort of stuff from them being on a tour. All You Good Good People was released, went to number eight. Yeah, right. All right. Uh, Come Back to What You Know, went to number six. Mm. The band playing a studio while spliced with everyday people stopping what they do. So uh, there's a swimmer that's swimming, stops, gets out the water, walks out of the leisure centre. And then there's a taxi driving someone, hops out the taxi, there's a policeman arresting someone, stops what he's doing and walks. And all the people go, it all ends up at the end, they're all at the airport meeting loved ones. Oh! It's just so like, yeah, really, really nice. Uh, My weakness uh, is none of your business, is the best video. It is. I haven't seen it. Okay, so it's a video of. Uh, scene by scene So Danny's in a pub Embrace there too But Danny's Getting beaten up So the bouncers have got him In a headlock And they're about to punch him Everyone is still Apart from Danny singing So all he's moving Is his, his mouth Cuts to the next scene They've got him by the collar They're chucking him out the club Hey again Only a mouth They're putting him Into the back of a trunk Again only a mouth And then basically They take him to the top Of a, 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 a An estate building Throw him off and then it's him hanging by a clothesline. Again, he's swinging a bit, but only his mouth is moving. So it's really clever, cleverly done. And then there's a lady at the end who blows him a kiss. I don't know if she's like a female version of death or whatever, but blows him a kiss and he just falls. Just really cool video. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, kudos to Embrace. Their videos rocked. Uh, the Goodwill Out, they apparently released, but it didn't chart. And I can't find the video. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, a lot of songs. Let's get into the actual tracks. You're most excited about this. The intro. I mean, let's, whatever. You could just blend that in, really. Yeah. You don't need a separate track for that. Nah. I do like it. Like yeah, I, same. The way it builds up, the and you hear the, the orchestra tuning, and I like how it builds up into All You Good Good People, but let's just get into All You Good Good People. Yes, let's. What do you think? <gasps> Who doesn't love this? Oh, you good, good people, listen to me. You're just about done with the way that you feel. But when you think about it now, and you've heard that you said that his, you know, his experiences in the past, yeah, okay. I mean, you think about that. Yeah, okay. And you okay. can maybe listen to it differently. This is just an absolute anthem. Who doesn't sing that? I just want to go and crack a beer open and sing that on the top of my lungs. I 100% agree with you. You know, welcome to what Embrace this album means. It's just just such an anthem. Awesome song. Love the orchestra. It's a big hitting song. It's a great chorus. It could be cheesy. I can see why people may see it as cheesy, but it's a belter. It's just so much. It's a belter. The last last, uh, two minutes are just brilliant. It's a great introduction to the album. I definitely want to play it. Yeah.
My weakness is none of your business. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's none of your business. You can't tell me it's not beautiful. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. Can't cry on the podcast. Doesn't translate. <laughs> I love it. Do you know why? Can I just say, without being too cheesy, I would have been 17 or so. You would have been 17. Listen to this album. And maybe these lyrics are a bit cheesy now because I'm not 17 anymore. 45. Right. No, I'm not. Do the maths. Right. <laughs> I mean, any moron knows that that's not 45. Um, and I get it. And to compare them lyrically to Manics is silly because it's different types. Of, they're not singing about dead poets and stuff. They're singing about stuff from, like, like the heart. Like... When I was a teenager, these songs really resonated with me and my little seventeen-year-old feelings that hadn't fully matured yet. I'm not sure. They <laughs> when, when are you going to do that? I don't know. It's coming. <laughs> but but they did. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if yeah. You, not only the lyrics, but the music behind them. It's just got that. They're just the build-up. They just they have this very. You could probably call it formulaic, and I don't want to, but they do have, they have that slow build up, slow start, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. strong verse, mm-hmm. banging chorus, mm-hmm. do the verse again, and then crescendo, and then we're done every time. Yeah, and I d- am sold every <laughs> single time. It's a very formulaic way of building. It is, but when you pair that with lyrics like that, which feel really deep, like my weakness is none of your business, right? <laughs> <laughs> my feelings, no yours. This is my song. Get out of my room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree Love with it. you. And I, I sing it loud. Sang it today loud. Driving to work. Because my weakness. <laughs> Loved it. Skunk and Nancy style. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've, I, I don't have anything to add to that. I 100% agree with you. Uh, so my weakness is none of your business. Same deal. Come back to what you know. Slow start, chorus, verse, chorus, end. Amazing. Love it. The formula. Love it. It's working. It's absolutely working. Come back to what you know. Take everything real slow. I want to lose you, but I got far too high to let go. 
Now the demon in me knows what I knew so long ago. Stop moving. You I love sit it. Still. Can't help it. Uh, I've just basically wrote another great song. You're three for three. Yes, you okay? are. Okay. So come back to what you know. One big family. We got family. We got family. I want to call you up. Get your sin. No, this is where it... This is the one that I was speaking about earlier where they do get rocky. Yeah. And sometimes I feel awkward because I don't know... But they need it. It's okay. needed because there are... If you just had an album of My Weakness is None of Your Business and Retread and Fireworks yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah. you'd be a bit bored. Yeah. But does it suit them... I like this. No, I like I it. Mean, I, I on... love it. But yeah, it's another anthem. Um, I didn't realize that there's only one chord, like the only one verse in it that goes the whole way through. So let's get ready. That's what the guitar sounds like. Is it really? It does. That Good was to know. that was uncanny. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Don't need to. People play thought it. you'd already played it. <laughs> uh, get ready for the judge and me. He's coming over. Get on your feet. All of my goodness is all I got for you. Have I shown you lately what my clan can do? I own your arse by rights. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so look, I'm all right with this. I'm good to play it. I think we're I now four for four. One big family. Really? I love it so much. It's probably my third favourite. Third favourite on the I album? I think so. Love this song. I've gone finally a breather. The chorus, however, is great. Episode 5 on song meetings. Uh, song meetings. So this is the sort of quote. So mountains like me and you don't hear the rules about what we can or we can't do. 
That's the best line. It's about two very strong, stubborn people who have huge dreams and believe that anything is possible. They'll always set their sights high. Also, he knows that their personalities clash and their relationship is often wrong, but they inspire each other to reach out further and do great things. Uh, can we skip it? No, 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 no. You want me to play it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh. I love it so much. All right, higher sights. Break up those heels, twist till you Retread. Oh god. Best song on the album. I agree. Best song on the album. I and agree. after hearing what he said about it, just you can say the lyrics are cliched, mm-hmm. but they are they are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the music starts off funny when I first heard it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like my girl is just to retread. And I was like, oh god. And then, and then it gets in. Will you fight? Yes. Will you fight? Oh my God! Will you fight? And that's when his voice—I got no issue that his voice is tremendous. Like I wouldn't have anyone else sing that. That's that's brilliant. Um, this song means a lot to people, right? It's Love actually me. one of the most commented songs on on song meanings around it, right? Um, so, Sean, an old friend of mine at my last school four years ago now was being bullied. I felt as hard as I tried, I couldn't stop her from feeling hurt, mainly because she was too naive and paranoid. I also thought I was in love with her, which also ate me up because I knew she wasn't right for me and people would hate me for taking advantage of her. The lyric, I feel so insecure, I can't save something I feel so much for, has always struck me. That's a good line. And that's really sad. A Man Alone, 1984. I can't believe the lack of comments on the song. To me, it's about a, a guy who has split from his girlfriend and now he wants her back so badly. I love the way that Danny sings Will You Fight because he sounds like he's singing it straight from the heart. Mm-hmm. I've recently split from my girlfriend but I'm still fighting for her but I'm not sure if she'll fight to get back with me. So there's the line, there's nothing in between you and me so let me go my way. Oh, I wish she'd just let me know where, the, the, I, wish, I wish that she'd just let me know that there is no chance so I can move on with my life instead of standing still waiting for something I'll never have. Also that line, the line honestly, the good will out and I'll come clean. There's nothing in between you and me, so let me go my way. If I just only sung that to you, yeah, you would just met, you'd just die. Just okay melt. then, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh god. So we're gonna change something. We're gonna change it up. We uh, are in the top five. We're gonna play this in full. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, which is heaps easier for me to edit, so I'm happy with that. But we, as we, we've got some new licensing for the podcast, and we can play a whole bunch more music. Now, we're not going to play heaps of it, but for these top fives, we're going to pick a song each. And you have picked this song. Yes. If you hadn't picked it, I would have. So, this is a great song. Here we go, Retread. My girl is just a retread. I lost her when I hit the brink I love with science fiction levels Now I'm bending kiss I've made a mistake Here I stand
people skip it or do they play it? That's nah. the question. You've got nah. to play it, right? I want it's the not world... everything must go. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't even. I want the world. Oh. Not a massive fan of this one. Uh, I actually thought this was the last gas. Like, without, well, I heard it and I was like, oh, it's the last gas. And I went, oh no, it's I Want the World. I got confused for a second. This song sounds like it's not Embrace. It sounds like it's the Charlottes. Mm, yeah. Like, I heard, it doesn't feel like it's them for me. Um, it's a decent song, great guitar work at the end, but for me, it doesn't feel like it's Embrace. Probably my least favourite. Okay, we're skipping that. You've got to say yes. Second least favourite. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone from playing a whole song Hold on Would you say this was filler Leslie? No it's not filler I just don't think it's um... Careful I don't skip them They're just not at the heady height You can't have a retread and then I want to say yes Because when, when the great songs in this album are great whoa. When they're average you're like mm. sounds, sounds Sounds a similar story Maybe Anyway, you've got to say... Just filler, maybe. <laughs> um, I actually like this. The trumpets in this are really good. Great chorus. Embrace. Say what you want. They know how to do a good chorus. Like, every, every, yes, every one of their choruses, bang, tick a box. They do a great job of it. Um, I want to play it with your foolish lies and your alibis. I can see my work's almost done. I won't stand aside as you wash your life down the drain before it's begun. Because you, you know better because you're hooked and you're fucked without me. Oh, oh no! Oh no! A lot of these lyrics when I read, I was like, ah, "Oof!" Didn't see that coming. Embrace. Uh, let's play it. You've got yeah. to say yes. Tell me that's not a beautiful song. It is. It is. Is this your second favourite on the album? No. Oh, no. No. No, but it's close. Top five. Okay. Okay. All right. Another great song. Fantastic chorus about losing something you once had. Uh, assumably a feeling or a sense of love or pride. And I won't need convincing. I've seen enough to want to try and change things. You fell in love. You I fell, fell in life. life. I thought I'd find my place. No one knew how much it cost to play it You fell in love. I fell in line. It's a great line of a song. Right? It just, you know, when someone loves you more than you do and you're just going along with it, it just doesn't feel right. Oh... I work all day and I won't find when it feels right and it's wrong when the fireworks in me are all gone. 
And the fireworks and me are all gone Then I realize <laughs> I really like the song, Fireworks When the fireworks and me are all wrong Well then I realize And I don't need convincing I've seen enough to want to try And change things You fell in love, I fell in love I thought I'd found my place Before I knew how much it cost to play it safe The last gas. Last gas. Alright, so I get to choose the song. Now I start you you picked the best song, right? Which which leaves me with a horrible choice of trying to pick what I would want to play. Now I understand people are probably more attached to other songs than The Last Gas. But when that song comes on, right, it makes me so happy. Right? It's such a and it to me it encompasses everything about the anthemic songs that Embrace make. It's just such a... I want to say hurrah, but it's not a hurrah. It's just such yeah. a big sing-along yeah. boss Agreed. number, right? So one of my favourite songs on the album, again, it's all about the chorus. The brass on this are fantastic. What a fantastic sing-along tune. This is my I Want to Play in Full. Go on then. the 
That's all changed forever. And that's all changed for good. Forever. I don't have the right pitch for his voice. It's too low and I can't go high. I, I find I, him hard to sing. I'm going to be controversial on this one. I don't think he had the right pitch for this song. I find that this is probably the one song for me yeah. where his vocals don't stack up. Beautiful song, but I find it really... I, I just... The vocals... I don't know. I just struggle with the vocals a bit on this. And this is where I think people can have a go at it. That's just me, though. Uh, has, 84. Uh, this is one of a couple of songs that echoes how I'm feeling at the moment. I thought I'd found someone special who did all this for me. There's got to be someone I can count on and fend for in my life, in my life at least someone who'd make me surrender. God, great writing again. We've had a few problems and we're temporarily living apart. During this time, I felt I'd changed a lot and we were finally going to be really happy together. But she never got the chance to see that before she ended things. At the moment, I don't feel like her... I don't feel like she'll ever find a person who can make me... I don't think I'll ever find a person who can make me feel the same way as I did about her. But I hope I can and that I can come back stronger from this. Just wait and see how much a change could make you see because you don't know better than me. Oh. It's actually really like reading people's personal... Like the lyrics... I don't know, the lyrics... I don't know, maybe they're not punching the heavy heights of, of previous bands. But when you hear people's connection, your connections to them and these people's connections to them, people are really attached to it. Because they're real. Because they're real. So they're not, they're not overtly lovey. I love you and my heart will break without you. They're not cheesy like that. But then they're not about Brexit. Yeah, okay. They're like, they are about emotions that we all feel from whatever, yeah, from yeah. time to time situations. Yeah. And they are relatively ambiguous enough that you can pin them to an experience that you've had. Very true. Very true. Uh, I'm going to play that. You want me to play that? Good then. That's all changed forever. That that's all Two songs to go, now you're nobody. Mm. Still a good song. It's a filler. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the top five. Everything's got to be 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> it's 10 out of 10. Oh, you're such a liar. No, it isn't. Very similar to the previous song. You could have got rid of this. Yeah, you're feeling it's a different tone to the rest of the album here. I do like the orchestra. I do enjoy the slow trumpets. Uh, For me, That's All Changed Forever is good. Call that. Call this song and go straight into the Goodwill Out. Boom. Um, Or have one of them. Yeah, okay. Have one of the two. You don't need both. Yeah. All right. So now you're nobody. It's okay. It's okay. 
Uh, but I'm not going to play it. Yeah, fine. Ends on the Goodwill Out. What do you think? No. I was thinking about this today. Were you? I really See was. See how I've changed your thoughts on an end to an hour? I love this. I want to know. Well, no, I put it in your criteria because okay. I always want to know what you're going to think. Yeah. I genuinely think this fits the criteria. All of it. Slow start, builds up, and yeah. Lengthy track, seven minutes long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If this isn't the final hurrah, I'll be very much surprised. This is a perfect example of a hurrah. There we go. Uh, it's a little bit dull until there's two and a half minutes and then it's just everything comes in and you've got the la-la-las and you've got the orchestra, you've got the sing-along. It does have the slowest fade-out, though, I've ever heard. It takes, yeah. like, ages to, to just disappear. Um, but, wow, I love this. Great end to an album. The lyrics, Oh, I know much more of what I can than what I can't do. If I should fail, I'm going to nail the blame on you. It's cool, eh? Uh, we'll play that out. Really, really good. So I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. Reviews. You ready? What do you think um, people have to say about Embrace? Makes, uh, this is going to be polarizing. Got, you're either in or you're out. Yeah, I got one good, one average, one fantastic. Right. I'm listening. Uh, this is from Chicken Forty Six. One out of five. I'm listening to this record for the third time and about to talk it on my music anniversaries podcast. <laughs> And I'm wondering why the hell I bothered. I don't like it. Nobody requested it. And it isn't really a big deal. Sure, it has positive reviews for some reason. But it didn't sell that much outside of the UK, to the best of my knowledge. It actually didn't. He's, he's right there. But in the UK, went gangbusters. And does anyone except diehard fans of this band, or Britpop in general, really care about this at all? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Number five, pal. Imagine a less muscular version of Oasis with better lyrics and better production. Well, at least compared to What's the Story. And you get a pretty good idea of what Embrace sounds like on their debut. Sure, McNamara doesn't sound like Liam, but the music behind him is so indebted to Oasis' version of Britpop, it's hard to hear anything original in Embrace's take on it. Embrace doesn't rely on guitar solos as much. Um, That's about as far as I can figure. I will say that McNamara is a better lyrical writer than Noel, but that's damning with faint praise. The nice thing is I can ignore these lyrics, unlike Noel's, which are often awful enough to notice. So this is a record that sounds so much like Oasis as to essentially sound like a tribute band. Oasis, for me, of one of the most overrated bands of the 90s, listening to an album that worships Oasis so much is a chore to me, as you might imagine. But it's well made, though, but it's truly awful. It's just not that good. So can we t- I guess we should talk about it. It's a perfect I want to talk about it. Go. I, unless I'm being completely blind... I don't see. I can't. I don't know. Like there's some songs yet, but I, they're not the same. I remember. Retread's not Cast No Shadow. It's not What's the Story, Morning Glory. It's not Shaker Maker. It's not Columbia. I don't understand. So, Embrace got dubbed Oasis Light or a version or version two. Um, I remember when we were kids, because you loved Embrace. The minute Embrace came out, you are. I'm in. You're all in. For me, I remember me and you having a conversation going, what are you on about? It's just Oasis. It literally is Oasis. I One of those, and then you turn you around again. Yeah. <laughs> Very true, right? Very true. So, um, I think you've Why got... Why is it like Oasis, though? Tell me. The, it's very... The sound... You have to admit, the sound's very similar. They came out... Maybe a couple of songs on all that maybe be here now, but not... Like, not definitely maybe. No. 
agree agree to that agree to, and I think that's this person said the what's the story behind it yeah and maybe even then but I don't they're similar but name me a Britpop band that doesn't sound slightly similar to another one like you're far, you are pushed I think it's stretching <laughs> like I get it but it's not my instant go to I mean they sound more like Oasis than they sound like Blur yeah okay I'm just look, so but it doesn't bother me if they are because clearly I love Oasis. That's probably why. But <laughs> I don't know why people keep banging on about it because I feel like they've actually managed to they're, they're their own band in their own right, and I don't think it's exactly the same. I think this is the album. It's got the same formula. Oasis are the same. Oasis do that formula really, really well. I think better than anyone. Okay. Right. Start chorus. No, start verse. Amazing chorus verse. Anyway. Little wee wee guitar solo end. Yeah. Bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All wrapped up in a lovely little accessible bow. I know that it's. I get that they do the same thing, so maybe that's where they get it from. Yeah, okay. The actual sound itself, though, because he's very. Their lyrics are very different. I mean, why is this thing about some sorts of nonsense at times? You've got no idea what's going on. <laughs> they do, though. So, anyone who hasn't listened to Embrace, and we talked about Chris earlier, why don't you listen to the two? Tell me what you think. I this album, this album, this album. Um, has has similarities and I, I understand that what album uh, would you want them of Oasis to listen to what do you mean because if you bang on this album and then you put on definitely maybe you're going to go what are you talking about they're nothing alike I'd go what's the story and then this okay yeah 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 I'd go what's the story and then this <laughs> but again they only did it once like I said they completely changed the minute they put down Goodwill Out it was done yeah. moved on to a completely different sound which didn't work then they had their Coldplay Snow Patrol phase and then they came right out of it into electronic indie and now they've gone into orchestral again which is just sort of they, they have evolved as yeah. a band um, but 3 or 5 ah yes it's Britpop simple hymns with walls of guitar and not much else this is why Blur never were Britpop Embrace is certainly better than The Verve and not much worse than Oasis like them, this sounds terribly dated 10 years later, but still a whole lot better than Coldplay. Well, that's fact. Cashplay, 5 out of 5. While most people would have embraced sewn as some form sub-verve-oasis, this album is a work of art. When they first came out, it was pretty anti them out of principle, copying other style, just more Britpop when that wasn't needed. But once I get over that and listen to the music, you find a truly great record. Les, what did you give this album? Nine. You gave a nine. What did I is give? Is it my first nine? It's your first nine. Oh, is it? What's the story now? Nine. What story was a nine? It's not. What's the story was a nine? Wow, nine. What do you think I gave? Eight and a half. I gave a nine. Why? Is this the first time? Ooh, we've never scored nine at the same time. Yeah, this is the first time we both tied. Um, would I drop that a bit? Maybe, but not much. Not much. It still holds up. It's still a good album. Yeah. And I'm happy that you're happy just talking about it it's made your day oh really. thank you yeah. uh, so what are Embrace doing Embrace.co.uk at Embrace on Twitter they got a couple of shows in London in December then touring the rest of the UK in March <gasps> maybe if I say it out like what we did with the Blue Tones they'll come to Australia do it please come to Australia there you go they're going to London when are you going back can't see them London what date are they there? don't know but they're in London they're, they're playing <sighs> you ready for number four Holy cow. Holy schmoly. <laughs> Number four, this is getting serious. Every single time, I'm always nervous that it's Oasis. It's my turn. It's my turn to gush over this band. <gasps> I know who this is. Go on. Manson. It is 
Where are you? With the album six. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, a couple of people have gone, oh, this spreadsheet is jigged. Man, it's not going to be number one. The spreadsheet is true and fair. <laughs> they are sadly, sadly not number one. This is... So I've done it. So it's Attack of the Grey Lantern, Attack by the way. Attack of the Grey, yeah. Grey Lantern. So we're going to do exactly what you did with Embrace. Because this, to me, was my band. This was my band. Totally was. Totally my band. And I had you to... You got me into this band. Oh, and, and I remember it clearly with the acoustic version of Dark, Dark Mavis. Mavis. That's what pulled me in. And I'm going to talk about that. So I'm going to talk about... I'll leave you on this cliffhanger. This is the band that I love the most that ultimately broke my heart. So there you go That's what I'm going to talk about next week I finally, finally, finally get to talk about Manson I cannot wait I'm hugely passionate about um, Manson and Paul Draper That's it That's next And that's number four Number four Wow, this is getting serious Getting serious And then we're done We've got four episodes to go And then we're done You're in your holly bags We've got to prepare for season two (sighs) What a good episode that was Yeah Look at you Yeah, yeah, pumped You've made me happy about it now. All right, okay. Um, at Twitter, Britpop Banter, email us at gmail.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week for Manson Attack of the Grey Lantern. I'm excited for Manson. Yeah? You're going to get... Um, Emotional? And look, I'll just throw it out there. I'm not going to attack you on this. You can't. I wouldn't. You wouldn't. But I'd like it. Anyway. <laughs> but, obviously. If but... you come in saying this doesn't hold up, I am going to... Um... Well, that's interesting because I've got a... Oh! I do have to listen to it. Maybe I spoke too soon. Yeah, okay. Okay. I mean, I'll fight anyone to the grave on this one. This pretty is much. Amazing. This is, this is, we'll start pulling each other. Even if here. I don't think it does, I don't know if I'd, <laughs> even I'd have the heart. That would be like kicking a puppy. You see, I, I, I was really nice about Embrace. That's what I mean. I'm, honestly, of all the albums we've talked about, the top 50, I couldn't go we've for it. I've, I've been beating up over I'd, I'd Shaker, be Rafe. And that was warranted, but. <laughs> Like, yeah, I think I'd rather be mute than break your heart with this album. I couldn't do it. All right, that's it. Let's get out of here. Done. Thank you. Bye. I saw you sing out your prayer. Come on, the sunshine of my life's been burned, and I didn't see the way swallow down your pride. It's wrong, and I'll help you hide. I Feel sincerely, you're too much. You're too much. All at the same time. Oh, I.
girl will come.